need to wine and shine, even lose up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast. And I'm a very excited lady over here because I have my favorite guest on today. (laughs) Hi, honey. Hi, honey. I'm excited to be your most frequent guest. We should have a whole separate podcast to just us. I think you and I could probably do a podcast every single day, if I'm honest with you. Um, We have stuff. We have so much going on in our lives um, with three children and our marriage and our pets and our, in our, in our work life that you and I could probably do this every single day. Probably, but let's not. (laughs) Seth doesn't need more, any more work to do and neither do I, but um, this is my wonderful husband, Seth Green. He has agreed to join me. We have a few very good ideas to share with you. So today is idea number one, which is going to focus all about our marriage and um, some revelations that we have had to have our, make our marriage better. That might um, apply to your marriage. I think it can. I think it's going to help us to talk more about it, and I think it's going to help other people to hear it. Absolutely. And, Right. Um, but I have to introduce you. I, oh, I should have, right. I should have started right with that. Uh, Seth is amazing. I was going over in my head, all of his businesses because don't make fun of me, but sometimes I forget something. So Seth is going to chime in if I forget something. Um, he is a marketing genius. His company is called market domination. He also has silver spoon financial. He's a financial planner. He does how to save money for college.com. How to find money for college.com. Oh, see? We're not saving that. We're not saving money. We're cutting the cost of college. Um, so Seth has really honed in on helping people with um finding money for college. So if you have children, you definitely want to connect with him. And I am very lucky to have him to find money for college for our children. And he also has BMD publishing and um, has published so many books and has uh, a million podcasts going on in his life that, that his team, him and his team are managing. I get to be one of those many podcasts and I greatly appreciate him and how all of his businesses benefit me and our family. You did a great job, honey. <laughs> that, is, that is accurate. Okay, so anyways, 
Um, I could talk about Seth forever, but he is very good at keeping me on task. So I'm sure he will do that today. So let's jump into our topic. And I just want to give you um, a summary of what was going on in our lives. I, <laughs> I tend to come at Seth with a lot of things that I'm thinking all the time. So, <laughs> so I'm going to give you some examples. It's, it's Rebecca's permanent verbal stream of consciousness. <laughs> said to me the other day, um, I felt so bad when I realized what I was doing to him. We were like in the car, I think. And I was telling him all the things that I think I had to do that day. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, stop. And I felt so bad because I realized I would, I tend to think a lot. I'm an extrovert and extroverts think out loud. So Seth tends to process more to himself Yes. and I tend to process more to him. So, um, one of my many, many things that I work on in our marriage is not to overwhelm him with all the things that I'm thinking, including all of the things that I'm aiming for. So I want to give you some examples of that. Um, honey, maybe we should move and get a house with a pool, or maybe we should stay here and just put a pool in where we live. I don't really want to change the kids' schools. Or maybe um, I hate it. So I hate New York state so much. We should move to Florida. Um, I have had a lot of struggles with New York state over the last couple of years, but I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for, um, where we live and all the people that we are surrounded by and the beautiful house that we live in. But anyways, I give him all of these things. I keep talking about getting a new car, a pool, um, a new house has come into play vacations. What else have I, have I asked for? Uh, you want to remodel most of the house. Um, I have a house list in my head and I know I need to write it down and go step by step. And when I tell Seth my house list of what I want to do to our house, you should see his face. So we were having this dynamic in our marriage where I was listing things and Seth was feeling, you want to tell them how you were feeling? Sure. And I think there's some, there, there's some context to that. There's your, you, we also got to the point where I would feel threatened or not enough or inadequate because you would watch like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they go on these free, fabulous vacations. And you're like, look at that trip. Why can't we go there? Or look at that house. That's amazing. We should have something like that. So it's been like every time, oh, I hate New York State. Let's move to Florida. So I am a, Rebecca and I have two different philosophies. Rebecca is, and I think you'll agree with this. I am a baby stepper. I take, I break things into tiny, tiny, tiny chunks and do one, want to do one little chunk at a time. So when we were, when we had moved in, when we decided we didn't like the carpet, Rebecca would have paid someone, ripped out every piece of carpet all on one day and to be all piled by the curb. And that would be it. And we didn't know, we originally started ripping up carpet because our late cat, Rebecca's late cat was peeing in the same spot over and over and over again because she was having kidney issues that we didn't know about. So I went and ripped up that one section and was like, oh my God, there's beautiful floors under here. I wonder if they keep going. And you were like, keep going. And I would rip up a little section in a room. So maybe a day, it would take a week or two for an entire room to get dug up. Whereas you would have done it all at once. 
so if you apply, if you think about that in terms of how Rebecca expresses her list and how some of you spouses might hear your spouse's list or how they might express it, she will go fire hose. Like, it's like how people feel watching a webinar with me. They're like, after two hours, I can't believe all the, th the great ideas I got. I'm overwhelmed. So Rebecca does that to me. I'm blessed by that. She will say the 87 things she wants or to do or strive. And I'm like, oh my God, my brain is fried. I can't process. I am overwhelmed. Please stop. You're freaking me out. Well, and I think you explained that really well. And I think what I didn't realize was I didn't realize that I was making Seth feel, no, Seth was deciding yes. to feel like Darn he me. wasn't enough, like he was inadequate. And when he explained that to me, I was totally crushed because if you know me, I am so happily married. I have a wonderful husband. I'm so thankful for our house. I'm so thankful for our kids. I'm so thankful for our cars. Like I'm so, I walk around feeling so thankful and blessed. But as my perception is you don't tell me that. You don't right. tell me that very as often. So if you tell me three times that, oh my God, I'm so blessed. You tell me 21 times what you're pissed off about or what you want more of. So I hear that. I don't hear as much the praise because you need a lot more praise to counteract the, how come she got a new car? I want a new car. Well, I certainly, I think that our, I think that there's two things that we realized in our communication. I think thing number one is that I realized I was overwhelming you with my lists. Yeah. I think thing number two is that I realized that I was, that you were taking it as you not being enough with my list. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not providing this. I'm not providing that. I thought I was doing a good job. I guess I'm not. She's not happy. Because oh my we gosh. Have, we have different, different, uh, different, different definitions of happiness. Like I will think to me, happiness is I'm content. I'm happy. I'm good with what I have. I appreciate it. And I'm not complaining about everything that I don't have. And I was misinterpreting, this is on me, I was misinterpreting your list as attacks, as I'm not doing that, I need to step up. And I'm like, how many more hours? And she complains when I work more than seven, eight hours a day anyway, what else, am I, where else am I supposed to find time? So I was misinterpreting what you were saying, which was causing me more stress, which is kind of like, it's interesting because I am much more enjoying watching Outlander with you than I would enjoy Beverly Hills. And it's not because they don't fight on Outlander. On Outlander, they kill each other. Like Beverly Hills, they're just throwing drinks in each other's faces. No one's dying. But what I realized the other night was, which I haven't even told you yet, Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Orange County, all of those give you ideas. Like, oh, that's a beautiful house. That's a beautiful purse. That's a beautiful vacation. I want, I want, I want, is how I interpret you saying it. But never once have you said, honey, take me back to 17th century Scotland. I want to pee on a bucket and not have good food and no indoor plumbing. Like we can enjoy the fictional show and I don't have to worry that, you know, if you say, I really like 17th century Scotland, I'm like, yeah, it looks great, honey. Can't help you. I physically can't do it. Whereas you going, they have a beautiful pool. I feel like, oh crap, go make some more money and buy her a beautiful pool. Oh, honey. So more fictional shows and different, like Bridgerton, you're never gonna say, I wanna wear four sets of corsets in like 14, 1500s England. I'm safe. Okay, so Seth does not like that they're, I don't watch all of them, but right. I love the Real Housewives of Orange County and I love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I, and I, he has always been annoyed with me watching it 
And I've realized lately it's because he thinks it's giving me ideas, but it's not giving me ideas. I love seeing their houses and their pools and their dresses and their purses and their, where they're traveling. I am not expecting any of that. Like that okay, is well, like- we have a fundamental, but this disconnect started when we were dating and it still exists. When I was, when we were discussing getting married, I will throw you under the bus and tell everybody the story of you went on a website. I was like, what kind of engagement ring do you want? If I were going to get you one, just curious, just looking. And she went on a website at the time called bluenile.com and designed a ring. And I looked at it and saw this very expensive, beautiful ring and said, oh crap, I'm not going to be able to propose anytime soon. It's going to take me way more than three months salary to save up for that thing. And I didn't ask her any questions. I just said, oh, that's what she wants. I got to work on that. And she was like, he asked me about I want in a ring. Why isn't he proposing already? I don't understand. I know he wants to marry me. And it was because I didn't ask you any questions and assume that that's actually what you wanted. And you didn't tell me, ha ha, honey, I was just dreaming and kidding. You didn't know that I thought you literally wanted that ring. So we're still playing the same dynamic where you go, ooh, look at that person. They have a beautiful pool. And I'm thinking, oh crap, I got to go buy that $60,000 pool. Okay. So first of all, I would hope that in our almost... It's, it's going to be like 18 years. I think we've been together for like 18 years. I would hope that you have learned. And I see that we're still playing Not the enough. same game. Yeah. I would have said yes to a hundred dollar ring that you bought. I mean, it didn't need to be the $5,000 ring that I showed you. First of all, it was second of all, was, oh, was it like that 10? you showed me was over 10. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, as far as the pool, I was telling Seth the other day that I am not aiming for the $60,000 pool. So we need to have more of a pool conversation. But what I want us to explain to everyone is that I started to explain to Seth that I don't tend to, like Seth just wants me to just be happy, which I am. I am just happy like just how things are right this moment. And I will work on telling him more. And what I want to say to Seth and all of you is I don't tend to stay stagnant, nope. whether it's work or kids or pets or, or goals in life. I tend to have goals. So a goal of mine is to get a pool. A goal of mine is to get a new car. And so I have... this is a very fundamental, important lesson, and I'm interrupting, and I'm sorry, yes. for yes. every married couple or couple listening or watching this, because for years we had this conflict, and it didn't start to improve in my perception until recently, when I was always like, can't you just be happy? She said it. She just quoted me back to you guys. She said, I would say, can't you just be happy? And she would ask, she asked me a brilliant question. It was a couple of weeks ago. You I don't know if you realize this. You were like, are you ever just happy at work? Aren't you always learning something? Aren't you always growing? Aren't you always trying to get to another level? Aren't you always improving things? I said, oh my God, you're totally right. And she said, you have goals at work like every single day. I'm like, yes, we have daily goals. And she said, well, shouldn't we have goals as a couple? Shouldn't we have goals together? Shouldn't we, you know, whether it's a pool or whatever, I said, oh my God, you are absolutely right. Treat our marriage like a business. What are our goals? What are we trying to get to? 
And then you said, well, the pool is a goal or remodeling this room is a goal. And I said, oh my God, now you're speaking my love language, not a love language. You're speaking my language. Like when you said, this is a goal, I said, instantly started translate. The stress went away. I immediately chilled out and I said, awesome. How much is it? Give me a price. Tell me when you want it by and tell me what my payments are. And I will go get the business necessary to fund that goal because you translated into my, the way I think as opposed to if I came to you, I would talk in terms of, hey, you know, if you wanted that $60,000 pool, yes, there's the, how much is the monthly payment? But there also is, I could take that 60 grand, invest it in an X number of years, it could spin off a new pool every couple of years if you want it, which would be turning it into your language of how can I have even more and not have to stress or work for it, work for it after I've worked for it once. So I think as we get better and better at translating into each other's languages, conflicts get resolved faster and our emotional intimacy deepens even more. Well, and I think that you just nailed us using language that works for each other because me saying I want a pool makes you feel, I mean, we've talked about a pool for years, but I also am guilty of, you know, Seth is a very concrete detail oriented person. So if I really, really wanted a pool, um, part of my hesitation is the two beautiful trees in our backyard that need to come down, but I need to get over that if I really want a pool. So if I really want a pool, then I need to present to Seth, this is how much the pool I want costs. This is the monthly payments. This is the tree place that is gonna come. Like if this is a goal that I have, I need to, explain to Seth that this is a goal, explain to Seth the details of the goal, and then together we have to work together to achieve it. Yeah, you could get it in two seconds. You don't realize that. Like if you just gave me an itemized budget and I said, oh, okay, it's X amount a month. I need to go get three more clients or whatever to pay for that. No problem, honey. I'll go get them for you. And magically, I bet you those clients would come on board easier than any other type of clients because there was a more compelling reason why beyond let's make more money. It's baby wants a pool, mama wants a new pair of shoes, go get me this client for the pool as opposed to just in general. There is so many things that I could say about the financial way that you're looking at this that I don't agree with right now. <laughs> but that is, that is a whole nother conversation. I don't necessarily think that it would take new clients to get a pool, but that's a whole nother conversation. I think that you have a total, um, Seth, this is just one example. Like we, he hasn't been presented with the plan. Do you know what I'm saying? I have talked, when I talk about it's something. It's funny, Mike, the kids know, like some Max will come, Ella will come and they will give me PowerPoints. I'm not expecting you to, but there have literally been times that all three of our kids at different times have come and said, dad, I've got a PowerPoint presentation for you because they want something big. And they give me a presentation. I'm like, I would just go buy it for you just because you gave me a PowerPoint. Um, so I think that what we're all learning here is that if we speak our, our spouse's language, then we can make each other feel better and we can achieve stuff together. And what I have been doing for the last 18 years is telling Seth dreams that I have. Oh, let's go to Hawaii. Let's get a new car. What do you think about a new house? Like I have just like come. He's so funny. He's like, 
he's like, do you know how like huge of a project and how stressful it sounds to move to a new house? Um, that's a, that's a, that's a opening a whole can of worms. I, you can all relate to the fact that when your kids are at schools that you don't want to move them to different schools. So that really limits if I ever was going to move, that really limits myself to where I'm willing to move to. Yes, and I got to chime in and say, husbands, stereotypically in this case, another important lesson I've learned is every time she said something, I reacted. I'd be like, oh crap. And I got an emotional reaction. I started making lists in my head and going, you know, trying to fulfill whatever it was she said. I, it took me a long time to realize she is dreaming out loud. She is thinking out loud. And I no longer have an, the other day you were like, oh, we should go blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't, I didn't have an emotional reaction. I was really proud of myself. I was like, yeah, honey, we should do that. Because you, if I just humor you, 80% of the time, a lot of the things just go away. Like you're not serious. You don't have a plan. You're not really going to get a, a new house tomorrow, or you would have a long ass list and be stressed about it. So I can just humor you and say, yep, that'd be fun to go to Hawaii and not argue with you because I, that doesn't even need to happen until you're actually serious. Oh my God, that's so funny. We learn more about each other every day. And our kids even said something. Um, what did I learn about you the other day? Do you remember that you didn't go to Darien Lake as a kid? Yes. Do you remember that conversation? I do. Um, and, my ki- and our kids were like, you're still learning about dad? And I was like, yeah, I didn't know that he didn't go to Darien Lake as a kid. My parents, yeah, I don't think my parents ever took me in there. I do not remember any trip in high school where we went. Um, and, I may not have been at school when that trip happened. Sure. Um, I may have chosen not to go. I remember sure. the chem-free senior year ski trip. Um, so I remember that one. But no, I don't remember a school trip to Darien Lake. Did you go skiing? I attempted to snowboard. Okay. I had never had any lessons. I wonder if that I was, was my there. only experience. No, it was my senior year. You had graduated already. Okay. Because I went to my senior year. Yeah. Chem, yeah. You agreed your senior year. You signed the thing saying I won't do drugs all year and you got the free trip. Yes. So I did do that. I remember wherever that. We went. Yeah. See? So I, Seth and I went to the same high school. He was in the grade under me and um, we did not really know each other in high school. Nope. Um, but yeah, I'm still learning about him and I'm still learning how to better communicate with him. And I can't express to Seth enough how I have to do it. I have to consciously do it more often. I am so happy. I am so content. I am so blessed. Seth and I together have made a wonderful life with our children. And he knows me and he's going to get things in the next, you know, however many years with me of, we should refinish the floors in our house. Yeah, we really should. Um, but we really do need to, um, yeah, we do. and, and we need to paint the stairs and I'm gonna say I would you love want to, take... to paint the stairs and you want to, none of those are physical needs. They're wants. That's just... okay. So I don't need anything <laughs> except clothes, clothes, shelter, food, food, some love. Like we need those things. Yes. The other things, whoa, I'm going to knock over my ring light. The other things are extras. So our life is fantastic 
just how it is right this second. And there are goals yeah. that include home improvements yes. and travel yeah. and things that, you know, and you probably have goals as a family too. Maybe there's somewhere you want to travel. Maybe there's something you want to do to the house. So this is something that is like, it's never going to end, but it doesn't make you any less that there are always things to achieve. That is very helpful. I feel terrible that I ever made my husband feel inadequate. He's amazing. He works his buns off. You don't work eight hour days. Do the math. I didn't say I worked eight hours. I say you complain if I work more than eight, which is obviously since Max started football a lot every day. So Seth takes Max to, um, Seth gets to work, I would say around seven o'clock a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, and he doesn't come home until, you know, whenever his meetings end. So it's usually five ish because I have to get someone to somewhere. I usually have five. It's usually between, it's usually between five and six o'clock. Yep. It's typical and it's a long day and you work really hard and you're very appreciated. And I think you're fantastic. And I think our marriage is fantastic. And I think our life is fantastic. And I will work on communicating that and communicating other stuff as goals that I have that are not needs that we can achieve together. Love it. So hopefully, hopefully we have amused you, given you a laugh. Entertained you for sure. What'd you say? Entertained you. Entertained you, brought you a little bit into our lives and shared with you some marital tips to hopefully make your marriage better right you might resemble this this remark one way or another i i would say people probably relate to this and i think if you and i are having some sort of conflict that other people are too amen so um anything else I, I think we covered it. I think we gave some valuable pointers and some lessons. And I am sure there are husbands and wives out there in either role who have experienced something similar to this. And hopefully this helps. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you doing this with me. We have a couple more that we need to do. We're going to do a Father's Day special for you. And we're going to do a birthday special because my birthday is coming up. And I love my crazy, busy birthday month. So um, happy June, everybody. I hope that you are all staying sane. I hope you are enjoying my podcast. I would love for you to give it a five-star review and comment on, um, I would love to hear from you, uh, your takeaways, your favorite guests. I love to hear from you. I love when you share um, topic ideas and guest ideas because I do, um, write a new topic every week in my Whiny Palooza blog that you can find at whinypalooza.com. Go find my app that Seth created for me, the Whiny Palooza app. Um, I'm on TikTok. My girls got me on TikTok. So come find me there at Whiny Palooza Mom. Um, I keep spreading my wings and having fun. So I hope you're enjoying all the content and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you all. So um, this is Rebecca Green reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving.
Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>